Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Matt here with Hatch in another episode of Built By. I hope you're doing fantastic today. Man, do I have an episode for you. I'm so excited to get this out here, but I'm going to keep this intro short so we dive into it really quick. But just to give you a little lay of the land, I had the chance to connect with Ronak Patel, who is the head of growth marketing over at Block Renovation. Now, you might not be familiar with Block Renovation yet. They only started in New York. They're fairly new. They're expanding to LA soon. They just got a really, really large investment from an outside company. They're doing big things. And they've really perfected the things that we've talked about on this podcast, which is you need to be innovating your sales process. You need to be innovating your marketing. You need to figure out ways to give homeowners the experience they want. So there's a lot of terminology and terms in this podcast that you'll never have heard of. And that's a good thing. That's growth. That means pause the podcast, look these things up. The reason for that is because Ronak has that agency SaaS experience and he's marrying it with home improvement and home remodeling marketing. And that's what the core of this is. It's taking your marketing to the next step. It's not thinking about how many clicks you got on a Facebook ad. It's determining what the revenue value of that Facebook lead was, what the lifetime value of that customer is, and what your overall cost of customer acquisition is. That's the way you need to be thinking about home improvement marketing and sales. And that's how you win. So we talk about a ton of stuff, but really the bulk of today's episode is taking over a new territory and planning your flag there and how you make the most impact when you move to a new state or a new county. In Block Renovations case, they're going across the country. They're going from New York where they really like sow their oats to LA. And Ronak is going to talk all about buyer personas and really getting into the weeds with homeowners and establishing your brand and being the go-to in the market that everybody wants home improvements and home remodels done. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and kick this episode off. Again, this is Ronak Patel, who is the head of growth over at Block Renovation. I hope you enjoy. This is a podcast for home improvement and home services marketing. This is Built By. But you've got to be adaptable. You've got to find a way to accommodate an uncomfortable customer. If you're not getting the home advisor leads in the first five minutes, you shouldn't even do it. Hopefully we're eating their lunch while they're trying to get back up and running. So kind of my background, um, you know, leading up to Block, I, I was marketing hire number one at Block. I'm the head of growth marketing here, uh, which was an awesome opportunity. Prior to kind of joining Block, I actually worked uh, and started my growth marketing career out on, on the marketing agency side. So mm -hmm. that, that was an awesome experience, kind of working with different companies of different sizes, startup sphere, Fortune 100 companies, different business models, conversion models. And ultimately, I was lucky where that's where I ultimately stumbled upon the, the Block team. Block was actually a client of mine. So I got to really uh, meet Luke, some of our other team members, and then ultimately build that camaraderie there, learn a lot about the business. Ultimately, they were looking to build out their marketing team, decided to come in-house. So uh, all things kind of worked out, but have seen kind of the relationship and kind of marketing acquisition, retention, re-engagement. Uh, from kind of both sides of the sphere, from both internally uh, as, as a brand advocate and brand leader, and then also on, uh, as an agency partner. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And I, I want to dive into that a little bit later, but just so listeners can get an idea. So so Block Renovation is is fairly new to the home remodeling game. Um, I, I think the idea behind it is, is so cool. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of bringing a, like a SaaS approach to it. So basically, um, and I'm 
going to butcher this, so I'll let you kind of follow up. But it's, it's basically like a lead aggregator that doubles as uh, handling all the homeowner communication and then um, handling all the, the problems on the project side. Yeah, I wouldn't say lead aggregator, right? We like to kind of say yeah. what <laughs> like some of the other, uh, maybe some of our semi-competitors in the space, which is completely fine. They, they do a great job doing what they do. But I would say like in a nutshell, uh, we're more of a streamlined renovation platform that helps you kind of bring design, planning, and building in all kind of into one spot, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think when you look at kind of the managed marketplace, two sides of the equation where we play in customers and contractors, what's the real one thing we're trying to solve for? It's really uncertainty, right? Customers, mm -hmm. homeowners have uncertainty, whether they're first-time homeowners, first-time renovators, they've had renovation horror stories, and then also sometimes contractors have uncertainty, right? Like in terms of, you know, the average business they're going to give in a given week, a month, quarter, and stuff. We really want to kind of solve the, the equation for both sides. So making sure the uncertainty is kind of gone from the homeowner to make sure they have that streamlined kind of very transparent process, get the product they deserve. And then for our contractors, which are a key component to our business and kind of really keep us afloat and keep us going, we want to make sure they're happy and they're streamlined with kind of all the value they're getting for being block being kind of a consistent line of business for them as they grow their kind of uh, portfolio and their book of work. Yeah, that's awesome. And we'll talk about it a little bit later, but you guys really focus on those like uh, like high population areas. So I know New York City and you've got plans to expand. Yeah, exactly. So when Block uh, started out, we were kind of your traditional managed, ma uh, managed marketplace model, right? We were both product constraint mm -hmm. and geo constraint. And what I mean by that is when Block was created, Luke and Coda really and our team really focused in the New York, New Jersey metropolitan area to really get you know, our whole functional business model, excuse me, right, from like the marketing sales aspect growth to kind of operational efficiencies. Um, mm -hmm. product, uh, product constraint, we started out with their bathroom project I, uh, product. We just recently announced a couple cool things in the announcement of our Series B. I think that's what you're alluding to. Uh, the raising of the Series B, uh, our kitchen product, which we've been working on for a little bit of time now, it's finally come out of beta and we want to open that up to everyone. Uh, the expansion, as you mentioned, to Los Angeles as our kind of second big city and big hub, which we're super, super excited for. Uh, and then ultimately with the Series B, it's really focusing around kind of that national expansion, which we're excited for in over uh, the next year or so. Yeah, that's awesome, man. It's really cool to hear the growth that, that you're all having. And, you know, just looking at the block renovation story, it makes so much sense. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to I zoom in a little bit, though, to really your beginning. You know, you mentioned that you had worked at an agency before. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a unique background to bring into, you know, home improvement, home remodeling and working with homeowners and working with home improvement companies and, and really figuring out like the niche there. Um, you know, what, I guess in the beginning, I know you mentioned that you had met with, um, you know, Luke and the other co-founders, but what was the clincher really for you to make that transition from agency to full-time block? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, honestly, I'm a big advocate of, you know, if you're a marketing professional and you start your career on the agency side, you really develop a solid foundation of like digital programmatic skills, conversion rate optimization. This is super nuts about what growth teams and organizations and the brands that are all about. Right. And you really mm -hmm. get to see so many different things, which I love kind of from my three, four years of experience in agency. I think a couple of reasons why I was really excited about the opportunity with Block A uh, kind of. I was super lucky, kind of had a cheat sheet, right? Like I got to work with them from the other side, got to know the team. So almost kind of went through the reps with who I'd be working with, was super excited about that. Number two was like, there's a lot of buzz right now in kind of the, the marketing space and on the D2C space and take nothing away from like D2C e-com subscription companies. But I, I was really just enamored about the part of being a growth leader or initial marketing leader where 
my role, my goals, everything are just not dependent on driving kind of sales customers solely. It has to be a kind of a tag team effort between me and my sales counterpart. So that quasi, even though we're B2C, we're business to consumer, that's where 95% of our business comes from. We operate still in that B2B funnel. So really having the interdependencies cross-functionally between sales, product, marketing. It's not only about uh, cost per lead. It's not only about your cost per, uh, you know, how many contacts or calls sales makes, but we need to hit our goals. And ultimately we're in interdependent on each other. And, mm -hmm. and it's great in terms of being a growth leader and having that feedback loop and also providing that feedback loop for kind of our, our sales folks here. So I really wanted to kind of challenge myself because I wasn't really immersed into that fully ever before. So I think those couple of things that really attracted me. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and that B2C thing is huge. And I, again, there's so many things that we're going to dive into later, but I really want right. to hone in here and, you know, bringing that agency experience and you're talking about like growth marketing and a lot of the listeners are contracted at home from the companies that might not know what growth marketing is at the, at the like I said, at a high level. Could you give kind of an overview of, of what growth marketing means to you in like block renovation and in, in that frame of reference? Yeah, so look, when I look at marketing's function at, at Block, it's really for us to, you know, drive high intent and profitable mm -hmm. customers with the ROI that we are investing in, right? So right. for many companies and many kind of brands out there, or people that are just introduced to growth marketing, the first thing that comes into mind is like Facebook ads, Google ads, performance marketing. Performance marketing, like other brands for Block and for us, is a major lever, if not our biggest lever, but we've kind of diversified away from that, right? So mm -hmm. I think just kind of going back to your previous question and marrying it with this, one of the cool things I was excited about coming to an early stage company as a marketing, initial marketing team leader, or, uh, our member, was it's not only about spending more money on different channels, it's not about just gassing the tank, it's really about working on the other things, right? Like conversion rate optimization. How do you create your acquisition journey to be more seamless and more integrated, to be more pleasant with your customer? So when we're talking about some of these smaller B2B companies or you know mom and pop contractor shops or lower scale companies, you know, they don't always have the deeper pockets to kind of just jump and spend on Facebook and Google ads. And even when we started out as a company, that wasn't our MO, right? Like, that's the one thing I really respected about, like, our executive team and our leadership. Like, for us, it's not like growth is not just tied to spending more money. It's really improving our customer journey and delivering, de delivering better products for, like, our, our users. So I think that's a real cool thing, like conversion rate optimization, always improving your acquisition journey. How do you deliver what the customer wants, right? That's the other big thing. We're selling $30,000, $40,000 kitchen bathroom renovations here, right? Contractors are trying to get leads to kind of commit to them, right, to do their $30,000, $40,000 renovation. You're not going to use a Facebook ad or gas Facebook to get someone to our website and get them to convert instantaneously, right? When you get a user to come to your website or you made that initial introduction of your contractor, how do you further educate them, right? How do you give them case studies? How do you give them like proof of concept of your work on what's kind of work? Why should they go with you? And again, that's really one of the big things that we focus here on Block is like our value proposition and brand understanding, really allowing and selling our customer on, hey, here's our book of work that we've done in the past. Here's what we've set out to do to create this streamlined renovation pro process and platform. And here's kind of how we've done it. And we wanted to prove it to you here this way. You don't need to commit to us right now, but take if you don't take our word for it, take someone else. And if there's still something that you're not sold on, we have enough folks here that are dedicated throughout our experts throughout the different pro parts of the process that are willing to sit down and kind of work with you. Yeah, man, it's so refreshing to hear like conversion rate optimization in a conversation about home improvement because what I see so much is like, 
these home improvement companies and a lot of contractors outsource to like these these third party agencies that most of them are sketchy. Let's be you came from the agency side and yeah, it yeah. sounds like you had a legitimate background and like you guys knew what you were doing. But there's a lot of like shady agencies out there that will take your money and throw that money into a trash can, basically get you they tell you what your click through rate is. And they think that's what matters. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I was like, it, it's amazing that the opportunity that's there that I think a lot of companies are missing, which is that conversion rate optimization. Yeah, yeah. I think when you work with an agency, they're always going to be and you want to find the right trusted partner. But think about it. And I was an agency professional before. And how do agencies make money, right? Like they take a certain fee or a retainer off like media spend for a brand you work with. Not don't get me wrong. They always majority of them have like the best interest in heart. But for for them, it's as you said, right? How do I improve click through rates? How do I improve the numbers? One things where one thing where agencies kind of fall short compared to your internal brand teams, it's really like the care about the brand and your value proposition. If you work mm -hmm. as an internal brand leader, the last thing you're going to care about or things that's going to keep you up at night is like is what I'm doing sacrificing my brand integrity in any way or the other, right? I want right. my customer to know like what they're getting into and what what they're offer, uh, offering. And that's even before the sales team. Sometimes kind of agencies fall short. I don't blame them because ultimately they're incentivized to drive performance on uh, certain goals and KPIs and don't really understand the brand aspect of it. But I think that's kind of the name of the game. But yeah, I think that the other thing, right? When Like when you work in-house, you have the ability to work cross-functionally, right? With product mm -hmm. teams, with engineering teams, with your sales teams. Whereas an, as an agency leader, when you're a vetted leader on an account with a brand like Block, you don't have that exposure. It's to no one's fault, but you're strictly focused on driving performance on that respective channel and running right. the numbers, really not having those relevant conversations to really get into the head of the buyer persona. You hear it from me or you hear it from the other marketing director or the CMO who you're working with, but you don't get to see it firsthand. So it's not it's not a fair ask from them always, but that's kind of how like the name of the game works. Yeah, yeah, that, that's fascinating, man. It's interesting you have that that like background and that that side of the story. But you know, you're going to like you'd first joining Block and you know bringing that agency experience. And what I find, and for me personally, I think marketing is a lot of like it's like clawing for wins. So yeah. like when you get your first win, you get a little momentum, and yep. then maybe that's a lead. Then you get a, a deal off that, and then you're like, all right, so we're starting to see some momentum here. Is that a little bit of like how it worked for you when you first joined Block, um, and I guess is that uh, I guess a, a like a part of what you brought from that agency background? Yeah, I, I think for sure, right? Like when you're immersed into kind of a brand environment, now you're not one of one or one of three on an agency team. You're one of many. That's kind of in, in a cohesive unit trying to help a brand hit their gross profit goals or their revenue goals, which are sometimes ambitious for a company like our stage, right? We want to excel yeah. at the goals that we want to do. I think my biggest wins and takeaways were like hitting overall company goals and knowing that I was part of it, right? So if we hit our bookings goals, right? We achieved our, our whatever, 20, 30, 40% growth quarter over quarter, right? I knew at the end of the day, that was not a sole marketing effort, even though marketing is responsible for driving high intent, top funnel prospects, which sales ultimately converts. I felt like I was a part of it and I had something to do with it, right? So that was kind of a big takeaway. A, a couple like all other smaller wins uh, like kind of relating to that is just like when you work at a, in a sector like home reno, right? When you're selling higher AOV products, whether bathroom, kitchen products, roofing, solar panels, lawnmower, you know, you see all these startups kind of with house care kind of popping up. <laughs> you're, you're facing a higher consideration offering. And as a result, 
to get to the goals, you have to work really in tandem with like your other counterparts. So sales is a big partnership that the marketing team here has at Block. And I think one of the things that we really went to work in right away when I joined and we excelled at was just improving our throughput. It wasn't about, yeah. hey, marketing, you guys drove XYZ leads with your budget. Great job. Hey, sales, this is what you're responsible with. If one part of the equation was suffering or one part of the equation was not really working, we all helped each other, right? The sales kind of took some of the some of the grunt if our CPLs were high or we were facing competitive pressures in the marketing space. Coming into Q1, Q4, traditionally seasonality, right? There's an innate part of the business in the home sector where marketing saw some of the tailwinds and we were seeing more efficient costs for leads. Uh, we were able to kind of balance that out and help sales with better shots on goal. So I think those were really some of my hallmark wins in the starting where I, where, where I was excited to be a part of. It's really being part of those cohesive teams that drove you know, KPIs and goals together. And I think throughput and just sales and marketing throughput right off the bat was some of those things that we worked on the first half year. Yeah, yeah. It's it, You mentioned it a few times, you know, having an internal team is so important to help with that. And how was it different, you know, working as that outside agency, trying to work with sales? And was it just passing leads over the wall? And then how did that change, you know, when you came on board? Yeah, I, I think you hit it on the head. It, it is pretty much just passing leads over the wall. Like, I think the great thing about the blog team before I joined was they were pretty transparent with the entire funnel with our, our team, right, uh, on the agency side. So for our business, it's not, you know, average time to maturity for conversion is what, anywhere from 45 days to 60 days is what mm -hmm. we benchmark, right? So it's not all about that just cost per lead. It's about that cost per lead, the cost for sales qualified lead and your sales qualified lead to opportunity, opportunity to conversion. So, you know, any brand would be foolish not to kind of share that with their agency partner. And we definitely got a lot of that. And I got a lot of that from Luke, you know, our, our team here at Block. But also, like, you know, some of the more intimate conversations around buyer personas, phrasing like promo language, right? Phrasing like, hey, you guys want to, you know, redo the quiz as a marketing team to get a higher quiz conversion rate. Well, we're on board with that as a sales team. But if you take away this question, it's going to set us up for failure in the sales conversation, right? Think mm -hmm. like in our organization or like in the home rental space, when you have that B2B funnel where it's marketing to SQL, it's not just about capturing leads, but it's also about capturing relevant information in that marketing stage that you can then pass on to your sales counterparts to set them up for success in those conversations, right? It's a yeah. big difference if a sales team member goes into their conversation knowing the zip code of a, a prospect. Their, their expected budget, what their scope looks like. Are they wanting to do a bathroom renovation? Do they want to do a kitchen? Both as compared to a, a sales team leader that's like, okay, cool. I know this person's name and that's it, right? Like just to think about it, common sense, which ones are going to be a better conversation? The former one, right? So yeah. that that's a lot about, you know, that's a, those are a lot of things that, you know, you have the benefit of as a brand marketing leader uh, or, or you know, marketing leader internally at a brand to talk to your sales team that you don't necessarily get on the agency side. Yeah, I love that lead qualification piece. And I've talked to like a few companies here and there about, you know, qualifying leads and some of the best that are doing it are, are qualified. Like they, they pass, they get a lead, they pass it through their call center and they don't even give it to sales until they've, you know, gotten what you just said, zip code, phone number, all of these things. So it's yeah. interesting. You, you mentioned like kind of a quiz, which I'm, 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 if you're open to sharing, I would love to hear some, some ways that, some of the things that maybe you've put in place to, to kind of help with that lead qualification on, on your end before passing it over the water sales. Yeah, yeah. For example, uh, for sure. So, I mean, if you go to the blockrenovation.com uh, website or main CTA on the website is get a free estimate. That's kind of your entryway to our quiz portal, right? Or what we call our configurator quiz. The cool thing about our quiz and uh, the, the 
the great thing that I like about the stance we take, it's not just a quiz for us to give you your information so we can toss you over to sales. But after you give us your relevant information before the quiz ends, there's a portion what we like to call the design configurator. Before you even get to sales, before you even get to design, like we want to open up the hood. We want to give you access to the different materials we have here at Block, the different things that you can do, almost like a 3D visualizer with your bathroom and kitchen. So not only are we going to be prepared or our sales team is going to be prepared for that conversation with you, you're going to have a better understanding of likes, do not likes, uh, you know, like to haves, do not like to haves when you're in that conversation. So I think that's the approach we've taken with the quiz. And ultimately, when we ran quiz tests internally, you know what? There, there's been times where we've found other kind of quiz or uh, ways of lead capture that have resulted in higher conversion rates and our, our tried and true configurator. But the mm -hmm. end result is always the same. Our configurator always leads to better down funnel performance. And why is that? Because we're taking it upon ourselves to give our prospects and allow them to do the due diligence on our offering. So when they get to the sales stage, it's not more of like a betting process. It's like, all right, cool. Like I like this or I don't. And if I don't like this, how can we help you change it? And it just allows for a more fruitful conversation. So I think that's something that we really, I really enjoy that we've done with our quiz flow. I, I, I love that so much because you're, you're putting all of the process in the homeowner's hands. And exactly. I think that's the biggest part to building that trust right away, right? 100%, 100%. Like, again, it goes back to kind of the, the, the first thing you asked me, right? The uncertainty in the home, home rental space, right? Like, is the big thing. Whether you're buying a house, doing a minor renovation, doing a full bathroom and kitchen renovation with block or another thing, it's like the uncertainty. We want to remove as much of the uncertainty as possible. Whether you're doing it independently uh, on different parts of the block process or you're doing it with our sales folks, our design folks, or our procurement contractor folks. So it's really about removing the uncertainty, allowing our technology and the tools that we've invested in to kind of making it easier for you. And then also making it easier for our contractors. Because when you get to that side of the kind of the equation, the, the cool stuff you want to talk about when, you're, when your projects almost come to life and you're, you're excited about breakground, we want those guys to be on the same page with you as well to make sure that you know, the, the, what comes to life is exactly what's expected. That's awesome, man. Um, I want to pivot a little bit and talk a little bit about kind of planting your flag in a new space. So mm -hmm. um, a lot of companies I'm seeing are, you know, either expanding into new territories or, you know, they're buying companies that are in new territories and it leaves the companies with, okay, we've done things here. Will that necessarily translate to this new audience or this new location? And you're going through this exact thing right now. And I'm thinking like this might be the most extreme difference because you're going from New York to LA. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk a little bit about, you know, that kind of, you know, taking over that new territory and what you're putting in place. And I, you know, I heard something the other day where everybody's worried about being the first in the space, but it yeah. doesn't really matter if you're the best and if you're giving you know, homeowners what they want. And if you're giving things like the configurator and things like that. So if you're open to sharing, I'd love to hear a little bit about like what your kind of game plan is when it comes to taking a new territory. What are the first steps that you take and what, what kind of what you're thinking about for this LA transition? Yeah, for sure. So I mean, like be before you even like think about the new territory, think about like why we chose LA. It's about like, what is gonna be that new step, right? Like we're in New York. Uh, I clearly mentioned before, right? We were a classic managed marketplace, product constrained, geo constrained. We took two years to get it right in New York and New Jersey. One of the reasons we chose New York as our first state, obviously New York is what it is in terms of the large yeah. population, homeowner population. But there's so many different nuances in terms of like building approvals, permits, the type of customers we'd be facing here, right? 
even though in kind of New York, you, you would think your core New York, Brooklyn, Market, Hoboken, Jersey City is that bread and butter condo co-op. Uh, we're, we're expanding our footprint in New York and kind of dealing with that single family suburban household, right? So New York really allowed us to kind of test and learn across the board on all things, right? Operationally growth. Ultimately, for us, LA was kind of an easy thing, right? Once you're in an area for two years, there, the buzz about you gets out, you're doing a great job, you're going to get a lot of different inbound. And we just got significant more inbound from mm. customers saying like, hey, we're super excited for you to get to LA. When are you going to get here? Just more prominently than any other city, or at least there's a bunch of other cities there, but LA was there. So for us, it was like, okay, if this isn't a leading indicator, we don't know what is that LA has <laughs> the next one to go to, right? So then ultimately, then it's about really getting the foundation in place, right? So uh, you know, the first thing we did was we hired uh, one of my colleagues right now, uh, Elon Buckman, who's an exceptional uh, GM as our first kind of stakeholder, key executive team member in the LA market. Someone who's had operational GM experience before, knows kind of the home renovation industry, which is going to be a great champion for the brand and all things block. Mm-hmm. Then I got, uh, you know, him in place. And then also like our executive team, our functional leaders kind of went, went to work, right? I think the cool thing about working at Block, it's not like an internet company where you're like, okay, you want to just launch in LA? Let's just put on Facebook ads or Google ads, right? In any home <laughs> renovation sector, whether it's us, solar power company, there's an operational component to it. We need to have contractors in LA before we can open up that market or at least have some kind of bearing, right? If we open up the floodgates on the marketing side and we can't service the projects, then we're in trouble as well. So I think early on, I think supply was something we kind of hit in addition to kind of getting all kind of the... Uh, legal, some of all the things out of the way. So once we kind of had uh, a solid relationship with some contractors and we were very scrappy, right? Just holding like contractor happy hours, contractor lead scraping, like power hours. I kid you not, like Elon, our head of contractor growth, a bunch of our teammates, they would just grab a few beers and have a couple happy hours and just lead scrape contractor emails and stuff and just do an outreach to kind of, you know, bootstrapping traditional way of kind of getting supply off the ground, right? Not paid advertising, mm-hmm. nothing. Once we kind of had that in place, further validation for a new market, right? Uh, you know, our functional team leads kind of gave their input on a playbook. We conducted a bunch of user interviews with early prospects, right? We actually ran some lead tests a few years ago when we were deciding on what market to go with. And we had a bunch of other prospects in LA and our CRM already. So we kind of reached out to them, be like, hey, you know, we're finally opening up the LA market. We'd love for you guys to be some of our initial uh, customers. And we want to kind of get that sentiment, right? Is the market and their sentiment the same? Is LA a little bit different than what we thought it was a few years ago when we were first interacting, right? So kind of doing our due diligence there with our existing customers, user interviews, building the relationship with contractors. And then also from the marketing side, look, uh, ultimately like the search, like, you know, I, I went to kind of our search partners. I did kind of some of my competitive analysis and kind of the impression share and kind of our reach. It was a no brainer. Like we were, we're going to have enough footprint to kind of service the LA market and the demand gen engines, once they get going and humming in terms of our, our early performance marketing tactics, we'd be able to be off to a good start. But then it's also kind of developing that brand affinity, right? So we went after yeah. their local mom and parent, mom and pop parent groups, right? Parent groups on like based on who the ideal customer we know was in New York to kind of build that brand affinity. We went after local niche publishers in LA to kind of build partnerships with them. So it's not only about performance marketing, right? Like that's the one view we take at block. Performance marketing is a major lever with some of the most successful managed marketplaces that have been in the past, Airbnb, Ubers of the world. And it's a big driver for us, but we wanted to be diversified also. We didn't want to neglect some of the other big uh, key drivers such as brand partnerships, content partnerships, SEO, that's going to set us up for success down in LA, but our future markets to come. 
So hopefully that was helpful, but it's like really focusing on supply, getting the right leadership in place, doing our due diligence on kind of past contacts on what to expect in the market, getting feedback from our entire kind of leadership and management team on what to expect. And then having just a successful like timeline on the marketing side and then having strict goals that we want to hit quarter over quarter, month over month. And I, I'm excited to say that, you know, we've been able to do so and hopefully we continue to do so in the market. That's awesome, man. Congrats. And that was probably one of the best answers I've ever got on this podcast. That was so thorough. And, and it's just, it's awesome to hear, you know, the success you guys are having over there. And what I think it boils down to is like, it sounds like you guys like aren't afraid to, to get in the weeds. And, you know, you think of, of bigger companies typically, and they might have a canvassing program or something along those lines, but it, it's so cool to hear that you guys, you know, were able to target like, like mom and pop groups and, you know, actually get in front of a lot of these people. And even, you know, your guy, Elon, like getting beers with contractors. It's, it's, it's that like face-to-face like handshake connection that I think is what sets home improvement companies like you guys apart from the rest that are throwing a hundred bucks into, into Facebook ads and expecting to get the same results. Yeah. I mean, look, at the end of the day, look, as much as we advocate and we want to be this tech, like, you know, better than ever solution that's reinventing or rejiggering this archaic industry, like mm-hmm. the whole renovation industry is still very archaic. It's old school. It's mundane, right? Who are our mm-hmm. biggest competitors? Our biggest competitors are not like some of our other competitors in the space that are tech companies. Like, wait, we, we have tremendous respect for them. They're doing great things. This industry has a large enough TAM where there can be multiple players that exist if we do all do the right thing. So even though we keep an eye on competition, it's not our biggest focus ever. But our biggest Mm -hmm. competitors are really like shifting the buyer personas and considerations of the existing consumer. Right. When you think about a home renovation, when you think about cutting your lawn or like, you know, doing other things, roofing projects and stuff like you're going to talk to Joe and Sally or Mike and Joan down the street and ask them who their contractor was. Right. How was their experience and stuff? We're coming here trying to disrupt the whole industry with like this tech first approach, really believing what we can do and what we can offer. The toughest challenge, honestly, is really selling people on the value proposition, the brand and why it's going to be successful. Right. So that's kind of the toughest thing. So for someone to succeed in this industry, like you have to do some of that stuff, the personal stuff and whatnot. That's that's the only way you're going to get like contractors, customers on your side, or at least to believe in you to give you a chance. So. I think any any kind of company in this area who's taking a bigger bigger step going after a larger market share, larger market share would be kind of dumbfounded not to try what we're doing. So I'm super pumped with kind of the the lean kind of nature we've done, but we do still keep a macro. Not to get me wrong, we do still keep a very macro approach to what we do, and we have high ambitious goals for sure. Yeah, and it's it. I mean, the the brand affinity that extends out beyond just the performance marketing piece, which is like, you guys were getting leads from LA, and you weren't even really putting much emphasis out there and you that it was a like you mentioned it was a leading indicator that we should expand there and i think that's just a people want to have that experience and they're looking for anything that can give them that experience and it's just cool to hear man that 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 whole story um you know ronak i we're running against time here i like to keep this around 30 minutes so i've got one last question i like to ask every guest uh super vague on purpose but um what's the number one piece of advice you would give to anyone in home improvement right now yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, <laughs> I, don't know this. I won't give you a super vague answer, but I think I, I really uh, believe in this sincerely as someone who's trying to sell the product right on behalf of brand uh, of block or being a brand advocate or if someone on the other side, because my mom or my parents are constantly ones doing renovations or thinking about renovations. But I think number one is like, do your due diligence and set realistic expectations, right? 
And I'll start mm -hmm. with set realistic, realistic expectations first. This year, like any other, and maybe the last decade or so, the housing market has just been turned upside down for some for good, some for bad, some for bad, right? Like we've seen the tail hints of that housing market really impact our business positively. Things are moving fast, right? Like you have to have cash transactions for uh, housing, uh, you know, transactions. You have to do things fast. And then I think when it comes to like, you know, investing in a renovation, bathroom renovation, kitchen renovation or other type, there's all, always, you know, like the pressure also for the homeowner to move just as fast because that's what they think like it's going to take to get them a new house. The same thing is going to do with, with your bathroom, but really take your time, really understand and set a realistic timeline, do your due diligence. And I know sometimes this is tough coming from me, right? Because we want to close every customer we transact with, but I have complete respect for all of our prospects that want to talk to other competitors, right? That want to talk to kind of different options because this is a higher consideration offering. It's 30, $40,000. Sometimes outside of your home, this is going to be the biggest investment in your life that you're going to make maybe at this point, right? So really, A, kind of do your due diligence and set realistic expectations, not just about like the fulfillment of the actual uh, project, but think about this, right? Whether you're working with block or whether individually, right? If you're doing a renovation individually, you have to source your own materials. You know how much of a painstake it is now to go to the Home Depots of the world or get materials uh, at, at the right time because of the shortages in the supply chain throughout the world. Well, you know what? If you're working with a vendor like Block, we're going through the same thing, right? So mm -hmm. just like set realistic expectations, understand kind of how the whole macro environment's facing and then like kind of take it as it is. But set realistic expectations, do your due diligence, take your time, no need to rush and get it's a big investment, get it right and be happy with what you're going to invest in for the next 10, 15, 20 years of your life. That's incredible, man. That's why I love that question because you get the best stuff when people have to like think on their toes. And so then about this industry, everybody, everybody's just there. They crush it. So awesome. Ronak, man, I really appreciate the time today. This has been fantastic conversation. I think there's a lot of good stuff in here. I'm going to go back and probably listen to this five times myself because there's a lot of lessons in here that I can take back and apply, uh, not just at home improvement marketing, but just like just marketing in general. It's awesome, man. Uh, I really do appreciate the time. For sure, man. Anytime. Uh, excited. I'm, I'm always following kind of your podcast since we mentioned excited to see kind of this one go up and uh, if I can help you have any help in the kind of the future and I'd love to kind of stay in contact and keep the conversations going. All right. Cool, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. You know, one last thing, uh, if, you, if there's any, um, if listeners want to connect with you or learn more about block, where should they go? Yeah, absolutely. So as, as I mentioned right now, block, uh, you know, we're fast growing. We're currently in the New York, New Jersey, LA market, excited to kind of expand nationally in the coming year. But if you want to learn more about Block and some of the things we have to offer, even if it's you're in the early stages, want to check out our gallery, check out what like our entire process is about. BlockRenovation.com is kind of the first place to start. Uh, and if you have any specific questions, even, please feel free to email hello at Block Renovation. We also have a, a company kind of number on our website. But believe me, like, uh, you know, you'll find different ways to kind of talk, talk to us. But there's anything more you need to know, you want to speak to us, get to know us a little bit better. We're all kind of open ears and we're excited to help you out. Awesome, Renek. Again, man, thanks so much and uh, until next time. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Bye.